The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'd say happy COVID Saturday to you, but... <laughs> I think, as you were saying before we got on air today, I think we're all really tired of listening to it uh, and all the news that's going on. But it's a reality of today's life. The the the, the worst part for me, we were watching a show on TV the other night. It's like a singing thing, and the voice mm-hmm. really love that show. In mm-hmm. fact, there's a local singer, Zan, who who um, we know, mm-hmm. and she's making it all the way through the ranks, so doing really well. Anyway, we're watching mm-hmm. her. But then you got the the seven minutes of programming, and then you got the five minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. Every single commercial is "We're here for you. We're oh. here. We got my your back. email has we been inundated. This. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. you know, the first few days of that, that's great. Now mm-hmm. it's just really getting old. Yeah, open up the Sunday paper. We're full page ads. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here for you. And yeah, all that. Okay, okay, get it. That's yeah. great. You're here for us. Yeah, we love that. You know, that's that's really good. Now can we just move on? Okay, but during the show, we're going to say we're here for you. <laughs> so well, you, you might yeah, want to be really are. careful what you say. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know what I mean, though? It's sometimes mm-hmm. these things kind of get saturated, but everybody's got this. Yeah, same no, it's, it's a little bit of uh, – I, I try and stay away from any, like, uh, references to death. Like, oh, it's overkill. Oh, maybe we don't. Like, it's yeah. overdone. Let's just say right. it's overdone. Right. You know, someone right. someone I know who went down to come, they're like, oh, it's dead here. And I'm like, oh, don't say it. Say it's just very quiet. Yeah. Not yeah. many people don't say that. Someone might skim your post and think it's something else. You know, right. <laughs> that's, that's not. Uh, it's kind of like when we had uh, April Fool's Day, and that you know, world leaders all over were saying, "Please don't make pranks about the virus. Right. <laughs> like yeah. this is not the time." Right, right. You know? Too soon. So yes, it, well, still in the middle of it. But I will say, you know, one of the things I was thinking about the other day when we were trying to come uh, together with what our programming would be uh, right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at some of the ads and I'm looking at some of the programming that's out there. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but I was watching a daily show and they made this joke about, you know, our duty now is to stay home. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, media and, you know, reporting and things like that. That's one of the reasons why we're still able to come and record. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're actually providing information that people mm-hmm. need and, um, you know, viable data. Right. That's out mm-hmm. there. And so they're they're still allowing all this, but it was funny as they're showing this whole scene of you know the guy who's being a hero because he's put on his robe and he's just staying home. <laughs> and you know what I really thought of because I actually posted this in my um, a couple of the Facebook groups, one for my team and also a mastermind group I have with a bunch of other agents, mm-hmm. was this whole concept of you know World War II was a time that people really had to come together. That's right. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. So, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting things that I'm kind of like, well, hashtag first world problems, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, you've been watched everything that you can handle right now, and you're looking for suggestions, and you're bemoaning having to stay home. And I think, 
you know, there were people having to deal with rations, Mm -hmm. having to deal with blackouts, having to deal, you know, if you were in the UK, you were going into tunnels to prevent being bombed. Mm -hmm. You know, what we're dealing with is this, you know, crazy thing that's going on. But, you know, I think about you and I have had, and I wanted to make sure and bring this up today because normally the fundraiser for Puget Sound Honor Flight, Mm -hmm. which is probably not going to happen this year, and they probably can't do any flights because... Those World War II veterans, of which there are very few, mm-hmm. they're some of the most at risk right now. And I keep wondering to myself, what must those people with the, within that generation be thinking about watching how we're all handling this? Oh, I totally agree. You know, and, and that was the, the, you know, the, the big sign in, in England at the time, mm-hmm. keep calm and carry on. Yeah, which most people, when they see that, they put that at keep clam, and they think think it's an Ivers thing. Yeah, and they don't realize. No, that was a big deal. What the reality is. And and the UK, honestly, was on rations up until the 60s. You know, when you look at Pink Floyd and um, uh, Monty Python, Mm -hmm. uh, those kinds of entertainment came out of. People finally railing against the fact that they had been in such a downturn for so long that right, you the know, suffering. UK, yeah, mm-hmm. they suffered for a very, mm-hmm. very long time, and food rationing went all the way into the '60s. And a lot of people don't even know that the Pink Floyd group actually sponsored and promoted and and helped create Monty Python. Those guys were struggling actors, right? And they funded a bunch of the stuff that you know, basically, oh. I grew up on and totally love. Oh, I right? could do this all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. In fact, I was watching uh, Life of Brian the other day. As oh yeah, Easter time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Farcical movie to yeah. watch. I had someone yeah. asking me, you know, because I'm dating, right? So I was on chat with you know someone on a dating app, and he was you know telling me all these movies. It was a bunch of movie references. And he came up with a couple that, you know, I picked up immediately. And so we were bantering back and forth. And then I started doing ones from um, Search for the Holy Grail because I've literally seen that movie probably 200 times in my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my best yeah. friend and I used to quote lines as we walked down the halls of our high school way back when, right? And I still can <laughs> quote many of the lines. <laughs> my whole family, that and Blazing Saddles, because I started giving him Blazing oh, Saddles. He yeah. was doing Princess Bride quotes. And I was like, you know, so he, he started off with one and I was like, oh, as you wish. And it, <laughs> <laughs> so it turned into this whole thing. So there are some fun games and things that people are trying to to do and to lighten the mood. Absolutely. Um, because yeah. there are, you know, I mean, the death toll has been rising, and, and we do know that there's more and more cases being reported. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a lot happening. So we don't want to dismiss any of that, obviously. Of we don't want not. to dismiss it. But there are some realities, and there's some things that, you know, just honestly we can buck up. Mm-hmm. You know, buck up and, and, you know, not complain about some of the more minor things. Well, and, and you know, we I've been really fortunate with, with my group of, of people and friends that we haven't really, I don't know of anybody personally who's who's come down with it. Uh, we had quite a scare last week, mm-hmm. though. I got a, my, um, uh, my uh, girlfriend, Ellie, got a call from her boss. She works in, mm-hmm. she's essential, works yeah. in, 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 in elder care and uh, uh, said, you've got to come in right now and be tested Mm-hmm. You know, there was one person who kind of even just a, a, a distant building mm-hmm. came down with it. And uh, so we had to drop everything, drive, mm-hmm. get tested. And, man, that was surreal because you drive up, mm-hmm. there's a check checkpoint. You cross mm-hmm. that checkpoint, there's another checkpoint. Everybody's mm-hmm. all gowned up. You, you go yeah. to a third checkpoint, then they give you the test to administer yourself, and somebody grabs that and runs inside, and then mm-hmm. you drive to a fourth How do they do the test? Is it like a swab? It's a swab that you shove about two inches up your nose. Uh, both, oh, good both times. Sides. Yeah, okay. super fun. 
And, uh, you know, but uh, then you park and 30 minutes later, they come out with the results and we were very blessed. It was negative. Oh, wow. They had uh, a quick turnaround on the very, results. Very, very fast. Wow. We are lucky yeah. then. And, yeah. Well, I'm but, glad to hear that. Cause but the whole some, thing yeah. reminded me of, you know, something out of a zombie movie or, you know, mm-hmm. it was very surreal you know, yeah. to, to go through that. But the thought says you're driving there going through your head. You know, what if I am positive? Then, mm-hmm. you know, well, that's now you're in really, quarantine. That's going to change a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were super, super fortunate with that, but I know some folks have really been hit hard with it. Yeah, one a, of my team members lost a family member. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've got an 88 year old dad who's, mm-hmm. who's you know, going to be, you know, I've got to be super, super careful around him. Yep. So I've just told him, sorry, you know, not going to really be seeing you much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'll, um, you know, mow the lawn. You can look out the window. And wave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we're, we're all adapting. We're, we're mm-hmm. getting used to it. But Well, and that's the thing is humans are incredibly adaptive. One of the Absolutely. books I'm reading right now is uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, it's called Leaders Eat Last. Mm-hmm. And it's a great book and great recommended title. reading. Yeah, and it's, it's really about how humans have been adaptive for 50,000 years. It's one of the reasons why we basically rule the planet at this point. Mm-hmm. And what we do makes a, a big difference. Right. Yeah. And yeah. every time there's a pandemic, it changes things a little bit. It does. This will be no different you know, yeah. than that. So we just keep calm and carry on. But Yes. And you know, some of the things I've been a little shocked at, but also thankful for, um, as we've mentioned uh, in some. Oh, so by, by the way, listeners. Um, I want to let you know, Eric and I have been doing for several weeks now, if you weren't uh, already aware of it, um, if you are someone who gets onto Facebook or any of the social media platforms that we utilize, um, we have been doing both uh, on Tuesday and Friday afternoons at 1 1 p.m., we are doing Facebook Lives where we are bringing on guests on occasion. We're talking about the markets and what's happening what's happening to real estate, what's happening to the mortgage markets, what uh, products are impacted, what price points are impacted, what we're seeing anecdotally and on a broader scale within the industries uh, that we work in. Um, And so I would really, you know, if if you're concerned in any way, shape, or form, like we had Adam Perkey from Rural Housing Association on with us recently, Mm -hmm. with great material. This isn't just for homeowners. It's homeowners, landlords, and renters that this information was super important and critical. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of finding out resources that are out there, um, what's what's impacting, you know, uh, people's housing opportunities at this moment. Um, so, you know, just, again, on Facebook, I have a public page because, you know, we do a lot of things very publicly in my group and my team. So it's not my Team Reba page. It's my personal Rebecca Hass. Look for me. Um, and you can get on there, and uh, if you friend me, then you'll be alerted when it's on. But if you just want to put it on your calendars for Tuesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m., you'll you'll see our happy little faces there. Yeah, that's um, right. And because we can do it remotely from each other using Zoom, uh, we don't have to have our bandanas or face masks on, so you can still definitely tell that we're smiling. Yeah, and happy. Absolutely. Whereas here in the studio, we got to kind of like get away from me. <laughs> Don't don't touch that. Well, don't yeah, touch that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't touch your face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, just don't be touching like the microphone. Don't do like right. I'm I'm sitting here with my COVID kit. I've got my sanitary, you know, wipe. You I know, know, yeah. I've got my, you know, sterilizing wipes and hand sanitizers and all that kind of stuff. In fact, actually, you know, this morning I had a client appointment and I showed up with all this stuff and you know, giving instructions to my team member who I had to leave behind, like, okay, wipe it all down when you guys are all done. That's I right. got I got to head out. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, we're, we're being cautious. We're being super careful. Well, and, and to that point, um, we're going to have a, a break coming up here in just a minute. So we're going to talk more about what's going on in the markets. But we're also going to talk about how our industries are responding to this in terms of um, what we can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there was a week period of time where we were considered non-essential on the real estate side of things. So I want to give people some instructions on what that looks like and how we can still help you during this time. So we will be right back with Open House with Team Reba, telling you what's going on in the marketplace while we're all under the coronavirus umbrella. So be back with us in just a few moments. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes. I'm from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Both of us being very essential today, giving you information <laughs> on what's going on in the markets. Well, I'm technically limited essential, but well, yeah, I'll take go. it. That I'm made not, me feel good. I'm Thank you for that on. little yeah, I got my serotonin <laughs> fix. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I'm going to use this pulpit to make a plea to our governor can you please open fishing? Oh, come on. <laughs> we are the only state in the entire union that does not have fishing open. Yeah, and that is kind of interesting. I, you know, if there was a, a outdoor activity that's, that's socially distant more than fishing, I can't think of it. You know, if I'm in a boat in the middle of a lake or a bay or even on the bank. Hunting. <laughs> well, right, right, well, true. There you go. Well, that's kind of all in the same, same mm-hmm. line as well. And come on. So let's maybe keep badgering our, our governor because that really does need to be opened up. And I know the reason well, maybe that you it's should not go open. grab a fish and slap him upside the head with I that. Because yes. that's different than badgering. Ooh. You could be fishering. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll give <laughs> an address. We shrimp. can also start mailing some herrings to him or oh, something like gosh. that. Oh, gosh. No, don't take this advice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do not take this advice, well, listeners. Just It's funny. It's funny. But, but. I, Phil, I mean, the, the kids just are keep in mind, they go, the yeah. kids, I, you know, the kids are cooped up. And, I understand, and, Eric, but uh, I'm going to go back to hashtag first word problems. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, the, the, the well, governor does have a lot of stuff to be worried about. I don't know that he needs to be peppered with a lot of people complaining about fishing, but I get mm-hmm. your point. Mm-hmm. I get your point. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I do know some people who have boats and who are going out, whether or not someone's going to go and try and snag them for something, you know, maybe right. who knows. But, right. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of very interesting things happening. I know I was out uh, on my boat for a few hours doing some social distancing. Um, and I just, you know, took a cru- I was just out cruising, right? Didn't, didn't anchor. And I went to Andrews Bay and was stunned the other weekend at the number of boats that were there. And okay. some of them were all rafted up to each other. And so yeah. the, the police came through and said, you, you guys got to separate. You can't tie up. Mm-hmm. You, you got to have distancing from your boats, too. <laughs> like, so it was kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of huh. conversations going on on internal forums well, for these things will adapt. Boat, yeah, as boat time goes members on. And, and boat owners. So, yeah. yes, yeah. all of those things will be adapting. Okay. But, you know, that goes directly into my point about how real estate has adapted while mm-hmm. this is all going on. Right. Right. So we went from being completely shut down, mm-hmm. um, which was for about a week. Mm-hmm. We got completely shut down. No one could do anything. And so listeners, if you're someone who's looking to purchase right now, you still can. They have 
now opened up real estate agents to being limited essential. Now there's probably fewer of us around. So what I'm going to recommend is, you know, find somebody like myself who's still very active. You know, look for those full timers that mm-hmm. are still doing this because here's the deal. Like Redfin had a 41% layoff of right. their agents, right? right? As well as then administrative staff. Um, at the same time, a request for video uh, or excuse me, um, virtual tours was uh, were requested right? Right, right so we have these competing things so they're seeing a drop in the volume mm-hmm. but and so they of course shed themselves a lot of agents mm-hmm. you know 41 percent well, is there significant were, there were too many agents anyway though let's be honest well okay just in the industry itself right mm-hmm. in the industry itself i will not uh, disagree with you at all um, but that's a significant number, and that's, you know, a big name that's in this town. But it also tells you that, you know, a lot of those people, they weren't full-timers. A lot of them were 1099, mm-hmm. so they're not even necessarily going to qualify for the unemployment, right. um, although there's a potential that they could. But if they were, you know, we'll see. You know, a lot of the new people would go to companies like that because they wanted that safety and security of having, you know, you know, leads fed to them. And basically it's a transactional company. Mm -hmm. They're not about relationship building. Um, but I will tell you, you know, that to me opened up an opportunity. In fact, my office said, you know, Hey, if there's some of you former Redfin agents that are still wanting to continue working in real estate, come on over to our house, Mm -hmm. you know, literally and figuratively. (laughs) And, you know, you can hang your license here, Mm -hmm. you know, because if they actually were a quality agent, then, you know, hopefully they'll stay in the industry. But there's a lot of people who right now, that's just not going to be what they're going to do. Right. Right. And that's not a bad thing because we did have too many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had sort of a crazy (laughs) amount of of real estate agents and it ebbs and flows with the economy and the economy. Oh, it does. It's the same thing with lending. Well, and we've mentioned that on the show before Mm because in the in the upturn, you know, between like 2002 and 2007, we went into the 30,000 plus number of agents in the Northwest multiple as mm-hmm. members. And then when we had the downturn, it dropped back down into the low twenties, mm-hmm. right? 20 thousands. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're back up to the, you know, 33,000 ish. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see what the numbers look like in two months. Right. Because, uh, one of the things we were going to talk about on the show is like, what's going on with the volume of business. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I interrupted part of what you were about to say though. No, no, that's fine. I, it's it's all sort of relative because we're seeing the same thing on the on the lending side. We've adapted to ways to make this work, even with social distancing and all of that. Mm-hmm. The biggest one for us is appraisals, and so now for most real estate transactions, it is not required that the appraiser go inside the house. Mm. We can do most of our analysis from outside right and between a combination of that and looking at photos of the interior Mm -hmm. uh, that's being sufficient for most situations right so that's good Uh, if you're refinancing your home it's even better because we may be able to get a piw a piw okay that's called a property inspection waiver ah thank you so so for conventional loans at least fannie mae freddie mac uh, if you're taking out just a standard conventional mortgage, uh, if your credit profile and and you know estimates of the value of the home are all, all sufficient, you know the online approval systems will give us a, a, a property inspection waiver, so there's no appraisal required at all, which will save you quite a few bucks off of your closing costs as well. Yes, so yes, good. it will. So we're working those very. What hard. are you seeing as the typical cost for appraisals? About seven fifty. 
Okay, yeah. and that's if they do a full one and actually full, do a property inspection. One. Right. Is there a discount at all for the, the PIWs? Yeah, the PIW is zero. Okay. So if there's so don't have if to do it a all. waiver, there's no cost. Save you about okay. $750. There also is what's called an exterior appraisal. We call mm-hmm. it a 2055. And those ones are running around anywhere from six to seven hundred dollars. So you still pay for those, mm. but a little bit less than a f- the cost of a full appraisal. Right. So. Well, you know what? Actually, I want to mention something there, if you don't mind. Sure. Because um, we actually, in my team, have been uh, doing a lot of outreach, not mm-hmm. just to our regular client base and to the vendors that we work with mm-hmm. and the communities that we're in. Um, because I got to say every board that I'm on, there's a lot of activity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the rent and chamber board, we're sitting in on lots of calls with the oh, mayor sure. and yeah. others, uh, you know, the school district, everybody, mm-hmm. uh, same thing with the college over at rent and tech, you know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, mammoth efforts put in to, right. you know, get, oh, get time. students, uh, taken care of and the, the access that they need so they can continue moving forward with their learning and their programs. Um, but Outside of that, um, there's just, oh my gosh, I kind of lost my train of thought. I got too busy thinking about all these boards and stuff that I'm part of. What were we just talking about? <laughs> well, I was talking about appraisal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing all this outreach. And uh, anyway, I have, I have been trying for years to continue building out my relationship with attorneys. Because mm-hmm. as you know... I am frequently called upon during um, tax season, like if there's uh, for for gifting, estate planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, when someone passes away, I have uh, a number of estate attorneys that come to me and mm-hmm. have us work with their clients, um, especially because if someone passes away and the family is not here locally, they know the the kind of services that we offer really help mm-hmm. relieve the stress of the family member because sure. we can take on. Um, a lot of the prep mm-hmm. for them, right? right and we right. know exactly. And we and we also really help them evaluate what they do and do not need to do because those mm-hmm. those are two very important things and distinctions, for sure. right? Because yeah, sure. you can spend a lot of money. Some people are going to say, "Oh, you got to do all this, you know, remodeling and everything." It, not necessarily. It all depends on what your goals are, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. So we do the comp analysis to really determine what the mm-hmm. right path and, and direction is, right? Because not every estate has the money to do any of that, mm-hmm. right? right? So we have been doing a full effort to reach as many estate attorneys. Um, we now have contacted every estate attorney in King, Snohomish, and Pierce County. Oh, that's awesome. And we actually have a, um, a price point. So if someone needs a market analysis on a condo, we charge $300 for that. If they need a single family home, we charge $500. Mm-hmm. If it's multifamily, $750. And if it's commercial, 1000 and, you know, because it's based on the amount of time that we have to spend on that. Um, and, you know, count, condos are a little bit easier, right? Because you, you start with the building itself, right? And then mm-hmm. go out from there. And, you know, part of the reason that we're doing that is then we offer that if someone pays us for those services, because you can also use that when you're doing updates on your own estate planning, right? Mm-hmm. And you're figuring out your net worth and talking with your CPA about your long-term planning. But then if someone does use us to sell that property later on, we'll credit back the cost of that if they do it within one year of, of the work. Oh, that's excellent. Right? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's paying for our well, time, that's way too. less expensive than the cost of a traditional appraisal. Exactly. But here's the other thing that we're telling those estate attorneys, and this is it's been a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. What we're also doing is we're educating them just like we do on this show. So I'm using this moment to educate our listeners. 
what a lot of people don't know is that there are a bunch of what I like to consider succubus people on society who like to watch what is recorded mm-hmm. and deaths and births are recorded. And right. so when somebody passes away, there are people whose entire business structure is to go after the people in their grief, mm-hmm. hoping yeah. that they will be able to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. And just like when we had Paige Olry on our show talking about elder abuse. Yeah, King County prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent, excellent person. If you want to hear that show, let us know. Or you can go into our archives on podcasts, on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, any of those. Um, and there's a great, great show that we did on that. We're actually doing an educational forum with these estate attorneys. And I got to tell you, Eric, it's shocking how few of them, they don't know that that happens. These attorneys have no clue that their clients are being targeted. Mm -hmm. And so we're using this as a big educational forum um, to provide them that information and and letting them know, hey, you want to come vet us out? You want to make sure that we're not those people, that we're not doing equity skimming, that we're not one of those we buy ugly houses kind Mm -hmm. of things, the hey, oh gosh, you probably want to unload that house pretty quick, hey, or we'll just take it off your hands and you don't have to move anything. You know, those kinds of situations are what can be very detrimental to a family. So anyway, we're just kind of trying to do our part to keep people as intact as possible. Excellent. Well, we've got more market updates coming here. Open House with Team Reba. Hope you're enjoying your weekend and listening to a little bit of information on real estate and finance. More coming next. Stay tuned. More Open House with Team Reba. Be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassan of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. Happy weekend. I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, and I realized I probably should have said earlier when people might have heard me coughing a little bit off yeah. the side. of the, It's because these sanitizing wipes are making my allergies They're go strong. crazy. Oh. <laughs> And they, and they didn't supply us with water today because they don't want to, like, share things in it's the so studio. <laughs> and I'm really parched right now. <laughs> I watched somebody in public sneeze the other day, and everybody dropped like it was a gunshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, know. All... Everyone's terrified. And this yeah. is when allergies are really bad, too, because <laughs> exactly. grass is coming out, like, the trees. The person like, I'm okay, well, okay, it's just yeah. allergies. I'm yeah. Right. Well, which is why, you know, people are wearing their bandanas mm. and masks, and, you know, <laughs> they're, right. they're doing their part. We're That's trying right. to do the same. But, yeah, I keep wiping down the microphones and stuff and now my I've just got like all this chemical and I'm I'm chemically sensitive so right. I'm freaking, oh I know my, I know my, my, my hands are all out. white and cracked and yeah it's all that but, yeah oh well yeah oh well hey let's talk about some economics yes let's do so we're we're watching of course statistics very closely and uh, the unemployment numbers um mm-hmm. You know, yes. not surprisingly, are, are way the heck up. Yep, spiked. Um, the, um, the one that we're really watching are requests for forbearance. And yes. Forbearance is, it is a, a government program, and if you are, uh, you know, suffering from this, this crisis, you've lost your job or your hours are cut way back, you can request forbearance. Mm-hmm. You go to your existing loan servicer. Yes. And um, I've kind of given the analogy, and I probably talked about this in a previous show as well, but it's... It's Space Mountain at Disneyland. It's the mm-hmm. most popular ride in the park, and there's going to be long lines. Yep. So when you call, just expect you will be on hold for a mm-hmm. very, very long time. Patience and is key. you really do because 
you know, lenders weren't expecting this either, and nobody is staffed up for this. Many of our employees, most of our employees are working from home. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this remind you of 2008? It absolutely does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except I think it's this, this. But it's different. It's better organized Yes, this time because around. we did go through it, mm-hmm. right? Right, you know, and, and but 2008 was a perfect example, and then it was short sales. People mm-hmm. selling a home that was worth uh, less than what they owed on the property, and that was a big chunk of the market. Um, at the time, I was working with Bank of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bank of I America remember that. had a short sale department with 500 people. Yes. In 2008, by 2010, that department had 30,000 people. Yeah. And and, and how, a whole technology it's, suite. It's not needed. like you can just go to Robert Half and Associates or somebody mm-hmm. like that and say, "I need 30,000 short sale specialists." Yeah. That didn't exist. Nobody even. No. That wasn't a skill set. No, in fact, I was actually on the first line of, on the real estate side, they they started a designation called the Certified Distressed Property Expert, and Mm -hmm. I was in the first class in Washington State. Yeah. Because you had to learn certain skills about how to deal with those types of of transactions. Well, here's what's different this time around. You know, number one, last, in in 2008, there was no forbearance program. Right. You know, you missed your payment, you went into foreclosure, that Mm -hmm. was that. that. Uh, Now there is this forbearance program, which is... uh, pretty amazing in, in my mind, but there are downsides to it. But the forbearance requests are up, I think, about, mm-hmm. we went from forbearance requests prior to this crisis at uh, 0.019% of the mortgage market. Uh, now it's up to 4.25% of, okay. of the market. Uh, that's for kind of overall. Um, they're up 1,270%. And mm-hmm. so you can imagine what, what's happening to the phone lines and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but Can we also give perspective on that number? Mm-hmm. During the housing downturn, uh, at one point we had one in 10 homes. Right. Was in foreclosure. Right, right. And we're at, at the very worst 4% right mm-hmm. now. So it's, it's not as, yeah. as severe for, for sure. But, mm-hmm. but if you're in that situation. Yeah. Please, and thankfully please, these please. are not foreclosures. These no, are no, no. just this a request forbearance. for forbearance. Right. So that's a good thing. But, but please, if you are in that circumstance, do not put the blinders on. Please call your lender immediately. Yes. Here's why. If you do this soon and if you do it while your mortgage is current, mm-hmm. not delinquent. Right. Your credit will not be affected. Yes, and that is the it's key really, point. It's really, really important. Credit Very is key. everything right now. If you if you wait until you're behind on your mortgage, that late payment will stay mm-hmm. s- stuck on your credit report, and right. uh, and you really want to try to avoid that if at all possible. So, but but leading up to this this crisis, our our housing market was probably about the healthiest it's ever been. Yes. Um, if we look at the, the performance of, of mortgage mortgages nationwide, you know, leading up to the, the crisis, um, we were at, at around 0.4% of our whole housing stock mm-hmm. was in foreclosure. Which was amazing because it's usually an average typically around like 1.2 yeah, or somewhere so like in there. That. Yeah. So, but yeah. that's that we've brought that up on the show numerous times. I don't think a lot of people really realize the significance of that and how good that was. It's, it's really one of the healthiest housing markets we've ever had. Yeah. And, uh, and additionally on that, and you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yep. But also the average home has equity of $177,000. Mm-hmm. So that's nationwide. So coming into this, you know, we, we have homes. 35% with, of them are owned outright. That's right. So we, we've got equity in homes. We didn't have that in 2008. No. A, a big chunk of the loans being made out there were, were zero down 
or folks were able to to you know leverage the equity in their homes and borrow up to 100 yeah i still remember values. all those it was like 80 10 10s mm-hmm. 80 20s 80 15 fives there were all these things where there were different percentages you could get right of of that without mortgage insurance right exactly it started it started where you maybe you could put 10 percent down we do a what was called an 80 10 10 we give you a first mortgage for 80 percent of the purchase a second for 10 percent you put 10 percent down mm-hmm. by the end of that craziness in 2006 7 leading up to 2008 it was an 80 20 you know we mm-hmm. give you a first mortgage for 80 yeah. percent and a second mortgage for 20 percent you put nothing down mm-hmm. and the minute the market turned guess what those people did they walked away yeah well i'll say the back at that time because you actually gave me one of those loans mm-hmm. during that time but the reason why i mean there was there were valid reasons for using that mm-hmm. and there were a lot of invalid reasons for using that and they got they got abused because we didn't have the changes yet in the mortgage industry. Yeah, the speculation and all that. Uh, well, and just because also not all mortgage lenders had to be licensed and mm-hmm. there were people just looking to make a buck. Sure. But like when you and I worked together way back when and did that, it was because I was buying a property that I still had a house I lived in mm-hmm. and I was trying to buy first so then I could get moved in so then I could sell my other right. property. And then the goal was, and what Pay I did was I mortgage. sold that one. Mm-hmm. And it was a way of kind of having a bridge loan, bridge loan. of sorts. Yeah, right, right. But you had equity. Right. Yeah, you yes, had equity. Yes, I did. And so that's it's all changed now, mm-hmm. right? It's all, it's but, all different. So now. there were there were good reasons for it and there were bad uses. Well, there of were it. folks that were, were using that to buy two, three, four, five, ten houses mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as investment properties and with no money down. Yeah, and, and there were no what reserves. they those were a lot of those were the liar loans because at that point mm-hmm. they were doing low doc or no doc were, whatsoever. There was just a lot of bogus stuff going on. So yeah. we're, we that doesn't happen these days. So mm-hmm. as a consequence, our housing market's much more much more stable, much more yes, healthy. Much more durable. So one thing though that is worrying the market and it's causing a lot of volatility in the market mm-hmm. is the loan servicers. Okay. The loan servicers are who you make your mortgage payments to. Now, when when you take out a mortgage, there's really sort of two parts to it. There's the note, that's your promise to pay, that's a document you sign. And that note is an asset to the lender, and most likely, even if you don't know it, that note is sold on the secondary market. It might go to Fannie Mae, to Freddie Mac, to Ginnie Mae if it's a government loan, or it could go to any number of private investors. The servicing is who you make your payments to, which may or may not transfer as well. Um, The loan servicer, though, uh, will actually pay a fee to the note holder, to the investor, you know, for the servicing rights. And that payment is essentially recouped over a three-year period. And the servicer signs a contract with the note holder, with with the loan investor, that, that promises they are going to make pass-through payments every month as you make your payments to the note holder. Mm-hmm. Well, even if you don't make your payments, they still have to pass those payments along. Aha. Now, this is the thing most people don't know. This is the thing that people don't know. So let's take this forbearance program. All of a sudden, we have millions of people that are not going to make their mortgage payments. They're going to be in forbearance. They don't have to make their payments the servicer still has to make the payments mm-hmm. to the note holder, okay. whether or not they've collected the money. Now, at some point, they will be compensated by the government under this program, but we don't know when. And so in the meantime, there's a, a, a major cash crunch going on with mortgage servicers. We've already seen some actually start to you know, suspend their operations because a lot of those servicers also borrowed the money to purchase the servicing in the first place. They're leveraged. They're highly leveraged. 
and so they have they're having to borrow even more money to f- pass these payments along you know ultimately to the note holders so as a consequence to all this we're seeing margin calls uh, happening in the industry and we're seeing a lot of interest rate volatility do you need to explain margin calls and all that or no well what what a margin call is is let's say I'm a servicer and I've I've um, I borrowed money to purchase my loan servicing but now because of these forbearances um, the value of my portfolio of servicing is plummeting it's going down okay it's like it's like you own an asset you, you bought gold at, at uh, I don't know five hundred dollars uh, an ounce and all of a sudden it's down to two hundred dollars an ounce that's what's happening with the value of loan okay. servicing Wow so as a consequence if I'm if I'm a loan servicer I've borrowed money to buy servicing so I'm leveraged now all of a sudden the value of my asset is dropping mm-hmm. the person that lent me the money to buy that servicing is saying ooh you know, we don't have sufficient collateral anymore. Margin call, you have to cough up the money to make up the, the difference. And and this is what's happening yeah. right now in the markets, and it's not pleasant mm-hmm. yeah. at all. Yeah. And so there's been days where uh, we've actually, uh, we're seeing this also impacting interest rates because servicing is an integral part of mm-hmm. how we price a mortgage. And uh, there was one day a few weeks ago where it was about 11 o'clock, and we still had not set our interest rates. I called our, our CFO you know, for the company, I'm like, hey, what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, with, with all of this? And, and he's, in all honesty, he goes, I don't know where to price it. Hmm. We're seeing the rates fluctuating up to, we, we call it basis points, 100 mm-hmm. basis points every five minutes or so. It's up, it's down, it's left, it's right. You know, we don't even hmm. know where to go. We're going to just have to kind of guess. And and this is something that, hmm. uh, an instability in the markets that, as lenders, we've never seen ever in our careers. And so it's it's unique times right now. Uh, the Federal Reserve has been been great in in jumping in uh, to help uh, you know calm the markets down, um, which is good and bad. You know they, there were some unintended consequences of all the Fed intervention a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. They put over um, 180 billion dollars into the mortgage markets just to help stabilize them. Wow! And and so all these things, all these actions have consequences. Yes, they do. So let's talk a little bit more about that um, when we come back. Actions um, and reactions. <laughs> actions and reactions. Well, yeah, uh, we got we got those on both of our sides. Team Rima on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial, and I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And I want to thank David Summers for bringing us some water. Yes, that was during delicious. That break. <laughs> yeah, all all wrapped <laughs> thank in you so sanitizer much. and everything. I'm yeah. less parched. <laughs> That's it's good. all good. Less That's parched. Good. You know, we didn't mention earlier. We are here every Saturday from we are. three o'clock, and we're here most Sundays from three to four o'clock, mm-hmm. and all the time. For your listening pleasure on podcasts. That's right. Yes, we got four and a half, almost five years worth of content. You can ask Alexa to pull up Open House with Team Reba podcast, or you can go to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify is my favorite. And you can also, uh, you know, become a, a regular listener. And, you know, however you have to click on there to, you know, be alerted every time there's new content. We have over 160 shows now. Wow. It's a lot of content. Yeah. You know, in fact, actually, I, I was going to mention earlier, like we were discussing us reaching out to um, estate attorneys and we're sending them the Paige Ulrey broadcast oh, that good. we did. Yeah. Um, just so that they can understand some of the perspective and, and conversations that we have and what can happen with their customers. But um, Mike Olden 
from American, American Reporting Company. American Reporting Company, our yeah. credit vendor. Yeah, so we are uh, compiling kind of the best of Mike Golden. Oh, good. And putting that also into an email. So if anybody is interested in receiving things about, you know, credit reports and, you know, kind yeah. of what's going on in that marketplace, uh, you can always send us an email at info at teamreba.com. We're happy to send you, you know, particular content you're looking for. Excellent. All right. Hey, before the break, we're just talking a little bit about mm -hmm. forbearances. Uh, you know, yes, the, the and we're main... not talking about those big furry critters <laughs> with some big nails. No, we're not. No. That would be fur bearance. Yeah, fur bearance. So the and ants. the important point <laughs> is if you, if you're affected, if you're impacted by this this whole situation, call your lender, call them right away. Uh, you know, you really need to um, you know get on top of that. Don't ignore it. Uh, get right after it quick as you, quick as you possibly can. Yes. Do it while your mortgage is current. Yes. Super, super important. 100%. Yep, that's right. That's right. But let's talk about rates. Yes, let's do. Because uh, the Fed has Because you been, were just talking about how they were all over the place. So they, how are they now? They are all over the place, although for the last you know, several days or so, we've been, been relatively stable, knock on wood, you know, and we're hoping that's going to stay the same. Uh, right now, the standard national average for a conventional 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.375%. Super awesome. And, uh, you know, now with conventional loans, uh, that's with without paying points. You can pay mm -hmm. a, a one-time loan fee. We call it points. One point is a one-time fee. It's 1% 1 of the, the loan amount. And, um, you know, usually paying points will drop your rate about a quarter of a percent. Uh, it's close to that right now but but it's it's a real narrow margin with conventional loans you could pay a point get you down to about 3.125 percent mm -hmm. you could pay two points it's going to get you not much lower about 2.99 percent but okay. under the three percent mark wow jumbo not so not so good right right now not in, yeah. in comparison it's still fine uh, but the national average for jumbo loans in in washington King County, Pierce, Nahomish counties, that's any loan amount above $741,750, um, 4.125% with no points for a jumbo mortgage. Now, on jumbo, paying buying the rate down can really make a difference. So if you paid a 1% loan fee, you'd go from 4.125 down to 3.75. A 1.5% a, a fee would take you from 4.125 down to 3.5. So... Little That's bigger range. It's yeah. it's significant now. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, with jumbo mortgages, there's no secondary market. There's no buyers like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So the market's much thinner, um, and the higher interest rate jumbo loans, nobody wants them. So as a consequence, right. you'll you'll get a lot better rate if you're willing to cough yeah. up an upfront loan fee. We talked that about that on one of our Facebook lives, and you kind of got into a little bit more about like. Yeah, I know you're saying there's no secondary market, but again, some of our listeners, you know, aren't as um, keyed into what mm -hmm. all that really sure. means. Okay, so could you just quickly? A absolutely. Uh, the The secondary markets are are really uh, institutions, t quasi government institutions, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae, that purchase mortgages from lenders. And, and so what happens, let's say, well, uh, you know, I work for Homebridge Financial. We're what's called a mortgage banker. So what we do is we have a, a, a line of credit. We call it a warehouse line. When we make a mortgage, we use our warehouse line to fund that mortgage. We use our money to do that. Mm -hmm. Once the mortgage is made, we sell the note to Fannie Mae Freddie Mac. Now, we like to retain 
most of our loan servicing so mm-hmm. that all is invisible to you as a consumer. You make your payments to us. But but we sell the loan to secondary markets. We use that money to pay off our line of credit. We start the process all over again. Mm-hmm. So the ability to sell loans um, is is something that increases the velocity of lending. We're able to make more loans much more quickly. And uh, this is something that everybody does. Even even the big banks will will do the same thing. Every almost almost all conventional loans are sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie right. Mac. So when so on Jumbo side, there is no secondary market right now. It's dried up. Right. You know, so and even in a in a good environment, it's it's private investors that are purchasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those those mortgage we call them MBSs, mortgage backed securities. Right. So whole different deal. I, okay, so I have a question. I don't right. know if I'm opening a can of worms by putting this out there. Let's go back to what happened with jumbo loans during the housing downturn. Mm-hmm. Because they went did, away. Well, they, <laughs> not only did they go away, but weren't they some of the highest default rates? They were. Which is why the market has dried up for them probably exactly. right now. Which is which because is, people who have money are more willing to walk away. Right, they're higher risk. Well, and also it has to do with marketability of the property. Mm-hmm. So if if you own a, a five hundred thousand dollar home mm-hmm. uh, compared to owning 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 a two million dollar home, yeah, you know if fewer market, people can buy if it. the market turns, yeah, you, it's easier to sell mm-hmm. that five hundred thousand dollar home. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. so I'll tell you for a fact, I sat and I walked away from business during the housing downturn. When I actually had one person tell me, I was looking at their place up in North Seattle, mm-hmm. and they they just outright told me, I want to walk away from this place, screw the bank, mm-hmm. uh, found some issues I don't like about the house. wasn't that there was anything overly wrong. He's like, found some things I don't like about yeah. it. I don't want to have to keep paying this much money for it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and honestly, I don't care what happens to my credit because yeah. I've already got private lines of credit you know, elsewhere. Yeah, great. And yeah. yeah, he was like this, you know, we kind call of that a, call that a strategic default. It was, it was a strategic default. And the thing is that right now, you know, a lot of those higher income folks are not the ones feeling as much of the pain mm-hmm. of what's going on right now. Right. Cause it's most of the people in service industries right. who are not the ones buying the houses right. a lot of the times because right. their incomes don't afford it right. oftentimes. So, you know, we do have a very different situation going on right now, mm-hmm. but um, at least on my side from the housing perspective, we are watching really closely what happens with those jumbo size, mm-hmm. you know, purchases sure. yeah. um, just to see what's going to be happening now, just in general, because I know we only have a couple minutes left of the show. Um, what we're also talking about, uh, at most of our Facebook live appointments, uh, that we're doing, you know, 1 PM mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Fridays is I'm looking at the market watch data that is happening on the Northwest multiple listing service. And so what I'm always looking at is what is the number of new listings compared to the pendings price reductions back on markets and the number of sold. So mm-hmm. when we went into this, uh, you know, issue around the virus, uh, we had 17,000 active, you know, transactions mm-hmm. that needed to to get through. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm still seeing, like we got down to where we were kind of seeing like 1,400, 1,700 pendings for a couple of days mm-hmm. on a seven-day window. But I'm looking at, you know, just where we're at today, oh, just a little over 2,000 went pending. Really? Yeah. And new listings was 1,468. Back on market, meaning it it failed probably for some reason, or they'd taken it off market for a reason. There's only 326. And price reductions, there's 612. But again, that's over a seven-day period. 
that's really, <clears throat> as a percentage, not that many. Yeah. So yeah. right now when I look at those numbers, I'm saying, okay, there's about 2,300 you know, within that week that had either new back on market or a price reduction, but it's not that far off what my pending numbers are. Yeah. So we're not, we haven't shifted yet to any kind of buyer's market. And that's what I want to point out to people. I have some folks who are just like, oh, now I'm going to go. But I will tell you, I have been in so many multiple offer situations right now at different price points in different areas. So it's good to work with someone who's paying attention to the market. And I would invite you to reach out if you need that kind of help from us. Okay. But uh, we're getting to the end of the show. We want to thank you for spending your Saturday with us here at Open House with Team Reba with me and Eric. And we will be looking forward to spending time with you next week too. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.